This is Moss Whelan and Story in Mind. And the topic for this indoor edition is uh, Beautiful Thieves, or that's the title. And it's um, sort of jokingly, um, f- flirting is the wrong word, but if, if you go on the search engine, the search engine of your choice, uh, and you look up Greyhawk of Terrapin, there's, when I looked, there was three sites that were offering um, PDFs, right? You know, saying, so I'm not getting any money for that. And, I, and, you know, if there's three, there's probably a hundred. And, uh, you know, I'm imagining, you know... <laughs> and two, I don't know if, if, if you're, you know, experienced in, in the same way, say that I was... I was there on the frontier, not at the absolute beginning. I missed, I missed the, um, I would say I was there in the mid-90s, and, I, and I, wasn't, I wasn't deep into it. It was sort of like skirting. I was on the fringe of it, even though I had a personal computer from the 80s. Uh, but with the start of the Internet, I, I was familiar with, um, you know, file transfer, uh, it was an FTP um, file transfer protocol. I was, you know, familiar with sharing, right? So you share files, and <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it reminds me of uh, tapes, because you, you know, uh, this was back in the days of um, records, or you could record uh, the radio with uh, tape and uh, use a tape recorder. And I can remember staying up. Uh, late at night. Oh, this is great. Uh, this is a bit of history here. So I stayed up. Yeah, this is when I was a teen, and I and I was getting into music, and I would stay up late because there was this um, CBC Canadian Broadcasting um, uh, creature. <laughs> like it's like BBC, but with maple syrup, and. I would listen to this music, but it was alternative music. It was punk. It was, it was just everything that was not on mainstream, and it was awesome. Brent Bambury. There was somebody before Brent Bambury, but it became bent, uh, bent, <laughs> bent Bambury. And uh, I can remember even sending um, a letter at one point because it was really important to me, and uh, it was part of. It was hopeful. That's what I was hearing, instead of all the codependent uh, pop music. You know, instead it was songs about revolution and songs about uh, alienation, etc., etc., etc. So I would record these, and I would so I would have tapes of all of these of these songs, and then during the daytime I would play them back for some of my childhood friends. And some of it was the weirdest stuff, like, you know, we would, you know, you turn on the radio and everybody was listening to this top 40, um, you know, tranquilizer music. And then, you know, I was like, you know, putting on these tapes. And I remember having an argument with uh, my childhood friend, uh, one of my childhood friends, you know, and two, we fought. And I'm so sorry about that. I've apologized to them. And, uh, but... um, Love you dearly, and but but he really liked some music that I was listening to, and it was sort of verging into the top forty, um, 
and into top 40 was changing but but uh, they started listening to the music or something they really liked it I got very upset right because it was mine right <laughs> you can't listen to my music um, and so going into the you know the age of Napster it wasn't about you know in in one's mind it wasn't about copyright infringement it was about it was about um, you know sharing you know sharing with friends but now but now it was en masse and um, of course you know to a younger person you know it's still it's still not making sense uh, so turn of the century I was thirty and in in that ballpark was I thirty. Uh, anyways, ballpark. Uh, you know, my twenties were ending, and that say yeah that I was aware of this, and and involved in it, and you know communicating with people who were sharing you know programs. You could share uh, all kinds of stuff. You know, and it hadn't had hadn't reached the front where you know there was some. Um, the legal ramifications, right? Nice. Okay. Uh, so maybe that's where my kind of um, amusement is coming from, and to this interesting flip of perception because I could be devastated about this. I could be seeking legal counsel about this. Uh, you know, I don't. I, you know, my publisher, uh, Prodigy Gold Books, um, Rahim, the publisher. He's I know that he, he, I think, well, anyways, he had a, he had a lawyer, and I don't know, though, if he's of the mind that he would go after these people, does he view it the same way I do, which is sort of this, not so much cross-promotion, but they're, they're actively promoting my stuff, right, and that they're advertising it, and I know that that's not the right way to look at it, but I'm, I'm enjoying it in this weird way and yeah and finding it funny part of it is because I know everything that's wrong with the book right I have a lot of love but there's there's hate there too um, because um, into you know you write you know you're you're going through the grinder too uh, yeah and it went through the grinder and there were compromises, and, you know, even after you do, like, say, for me, I, you know, I've said so, I, I, I've told this story many times, you know, about the, the rise and fall of, you know, Grey Hack of Terrapin, and then the rise again, <laughs> the, the, little, the little rise, you know, it, but, like, Patrick Boulevard tells me, it was published, you are a published author, you know, yeah, you're not, you know, bestseller, New York Times bestseller. Um, on, on that note, on Twitter, is it Gail? I want to say it's Gail Carter. But, you know, she's got up there that she's New York Times bestseller. And so often is the case that you follow one of these writers, these authors, then they don't follow you back. And then they... Um, and then say you tweet something to them, right? You try to communicate with them, and they don't respond. These it's just journal entries, right? You know how they're you know they're going out for chicken, right? Oh yeah, we're having chicken now. You know here's a picture of my chicken. Go over to my Instagram, take a look at my picture of chicken. Um, I've never had chicken like this before, and but that's not that was not Gail. If that you know, 
but you know, she actually sort of responded because because I I mentioned something about chicken. She'd been talking. I think she was talking about chicken. Then I mentioned, but I communicated, and then she communicated back, and it was like smart move, and it was just a like. Right? You know, it wasn't you know, you know, words sentences. Uh, it was just this brief moment. Um, but that, you know, connects me and makes me stay. You know, I'm not going to go, well, you're a big jerk. You know, not block. Maybe block. I've done that. I respect a block. You know, if somebody blocks me, I I fight for that. You know, yes, you know, do it. Because, um, you know, we're not in a dictatorship. And when when we are in a dictatorship, you don't have a choice. And so I, I appreciate the choice you know, a person's choice to block. So if I block you, you know, please, you know, celebrate. <laughs> so, yes, Moss is, is uh, was it, demonstrating he's, he's uh, uh, you know, using his freedom, right? Because, you know, freedom is about choice. You know, isn't, how messy is that, eh? That just sort of is a, you know, a, a car crash right there, right? It's a beautiful car crash. No, it's not about choice. Uh, right, okay, so these these three places that are offering uh, the, the PDFs, I, I'm tempted to go. I'm tempted to go, and I'm tempted to see how far I can get, you know, and to, can I contact them and say, you know, that, that I'm the original author, can I have an, a copy for free, right? Uh, it... it Part of me worries, though, that it would turn into some kind of, like, it could turn into kind of doxing or some kind of um, Nigerian, you know, the Nigerian prince, uh, you know, con game. Um, is it full? If it's full card Monty, something like that, where you have the three cards and then there's like a bean or a rock under one of the cards or something, and then it moves around. Oh, right, yeah, with three-card money, you don't need that. You just have to sort of pick one of the cards. Yeah, okay. Oh, I like, too, that it's three-card money, and, and there's there's um, three of these uh, PDF sites. And two, why are these sites coming up, uh, you know, first, right? These should be, like, last, you know, and, and, and yet they're, you know, apparently very rel relative, right? You know, don't <laughs> don't put me in this weird position, search engine little search engine that could um i heard that they're changing their motto right it says everything it's like oh wow you're really selling out big time aren't you uh let's see because they have you know they have this great motto and uh but you know it's, it's sort of like the edges of the search engine are are you know you can see where the corrosion is, and um, of course the original guys—they're not, you know—they have nothing to say now, right? You know, in their padded mansions. I like that idea, though, padded mansions. So, what's the legality of this moss? Well, I took uh, one of my classes at the local technical institute. I studied business. I didn't even realize I was studying business until like years later because I wanted to go and I wanted to, you know, learn how to do video better. I wanted to learn how to do video and use the Adobe stuff and, you know, 
a design class was nice, really nice. So we took a, a legal class. We actually had a lawyer come in and uh, who specialized in music. And it was interesting and informative. Uh, with music, we got into um, songs that sound similar, right? And legal cases based on the similarity. And sometimes I couldn't hear at all the difference. And, and I've taken sound engineering, right? Um, so I have a little bit of an ear, as far as, say, separating instruments, but not enough of an ear, uh, you know, in these examples, right? Here's this lawyer listening and you know, sort of nodding, you know, eyes are a little bit shuttered and saying, you know, you know, can you hear it? Hear it there? Right there. Yeah, that's, you know, that's the part. It's like, no, I can't hear that. <laughs> I don't, you know, I don't hear any kind of similarity. Uh, yeah, playing two songs and hearing this. So, uh, yeah, there is, of course, there's legal precedent. Um, I remember one case where somebody had written something that was similar or had a character named Harry Potter and, it, you know, the case went nowhere, but it, it reminded me of, say, situations. Um, I was just watching the latest Star Trek um, thing and, uh, it, you know, it's the, it's the next generation captain and... It's just sort of like I have to watch it, and um, you know. Uh, anyways, anyways. So I was watching it, and there was this scene on Mars, where there were uh, androids. I guess it would be best to call them robots that look human, and one of them that that does this bad stuff has on their forehead. Is it the forehead or the side of the head? On their head is uh, F. Eight, so the letter F and the number eight, and th that's something actually I had worked on in, at the at the technical institute. Uh, it's called BCIT, and um, the, in one of the classes we were asked to make a uh, what's it called? It's sort of like a paper advertisement pamphlet, something like a pamphlet, and so mine was about uh, zombies on Mars and. Uh, the company was called F8, and, which is fate, right? And I was like, oh, yeah, okay, some wordplay, punnage. And, and but the, the weird things are, you know, it was on Mars, right? It was like zombies, which are kind of like robots. Uh, bad things happened, obviously. And, uh, and yet my, I'm, and now I'm remembering my story plot was much different. It had to do with, I think it was like convicts being sent to Mars. And then um, it was something like a suspended animation or something. And then, um, was it vamp? It might have been vampires instead of zombies, but I remember zombies more clearly. But it was something like, say, that these prisoners got there and then they find out that there's zombieism amongst the criminal uh, population. I was thinking too, you know, situations like Australia, at the beginning, uh, and and other places like that, and colonization, right? So colonization uh, via that way, and two, isn't that a weird thought, right? You know, is is that's what is that how we're gonna populate Mars, right? <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, 
at this point too, that's impossible, right? The radiation is just, you know, yeah, this be a death sentence. But but I'm using that as as sort of an example, right? There's some similarities there, right? But then there's these differences. Um, part of me is part of me is like, whoa, it happened, awesome. Uh, I like it, uh, and and at the same time. For, for me, seeing it real, I mean, seeing it, you know, as a show that it's been done and somebody else has used this stuff, right, that say I can, I can enjoy it on a different level, right, that somewhere out there there's somebody similar to me who, who does the same kind of stuff. Um, there's enough difference, like the, it, this was a blip, the only similarities are, say, three things and everything else is different, right, so... Uh, somehow, somewhere, they lifted it out, you know, of my BCIT stuff. Maybe, you know, maybe this was written by one of my teachers, <laughs> or maybe the teacher, maybe the teacher, writing teacher, went home, showed it to somebody, you know, then it got passed around. the The major thing, though, is that it is different, and I can see that. Plus, too, I really enjoyed it. I have this little nag of, you know, oh, I wish it was me. Um, like, I wish it was, you know, that I was involved and I could, you know, have my name on it and stuff like that. And th this is enough. This is enough. I'm doing, and to, I'm doing my own stuff. I, you know, I'm not doing Star Trek. Um, you know, that's awesome, you know. But at the same time, I've, I've done things similar. I have the constraints put on me. I've put myself into constraints. I've written Doctor Who pilot episodes pilot episodes? No. They're called something else. Specs. Uh, spec scripts. That's what they're called. Uh, uh, so I've written a Doctor Who spec script, and I've written a um, Lost in Space spec script, and there was something else I did. Oh, it was Dollhouse. I wrote a Dollhouse um, spec script. And each one was an education. Uh, each one required me to study, some more so than others. But also, it was like that there was this framework imposed that, you know, whoever wrote this stuff for Star Trek, they have rules and they, there is a, they're subscribing to it. Um, they're writing for a series. It's not their own stuff. And usually, the, you know, maybe this is, that this is the thing. It's like Gene Roddenberry's stuff, right? The great bird of the galaxy, it, you know. That's it. <laughs> Whoever's sitting there saying, you know, yeah, I wrote this. And I was like, well, did you? Um, yeah, of course, of course. En enjoy your moment in the sunshine. Uh, my dear, I'll tag that on. I've been saying that a lot to people. Probably turn into one of those irritating, you know, elders, senior citizens, you know. What's that, Shani? Um, okay, so... So, yeah... So there's, it has to be so similar uh, that, first of all, a lawyer is going to pick it up and go, whoa, oh my gosh, that's a total ripoff. Okay, we'll do this thing. Unless they just want you to dump money into it, right? Uh, which is an option, because it, it, it might be enough that you want to, you know, shame the person who's ripped it off, if they've ripped it off. Uh, one of my stumbling blocks, actually a couple stumbling blocks on the way to um, being published. One was 
uh, the use of Greyhawk in a title, and the other was the use of Terrapin in a title. And so I did a week of research. I think I just mentioned this, actually, in a, the other episode. So I did the research, and uh, there was actually a book called Greyhawk. And, and, I, and I was like, oh, that's cool. And it was a First Nations... I believe it was the protagonist was First Nations. And uh, Native American. And, uh, and Greyhawk... Like, say, I, I was inspired. I, I wanted to reference Greyhawk, which is... And I think, actually, I think Gene Lee, another writer, was uh, aware of that. It has to do with spelling. Because in the States, it's... Um, you, do, you spell gray with an A, and then the English, the England spelling, British spelling, is with an E. Apparently. Who cares? <laughs> Um, but I, I just, I loved it that, that, um, Jean Lee spelled it with an, with an E and I was like, oh, does she know? Cause a Greyhawk with an E is, and one word is, uh, from Dungeons and Dragons, early Dungeons and Dragons in the eighties. Uh, and yeah. So as a young teen, I was playing in the world of Greyhawk and I have wonderful memories and, um, uh, you know, heart, heartbreaking as well when it, when it was shut down. And, you know, that, uh, and, and to trying to get back, you know, it, it, it meant something. It still means something to me. And two, I was playing with my childhood friends and, and we were in this uh, nightmare. And, uh, you know, and, you know, and two, I got to speak just for myself that, you know, I was surviving. And, and so that name means something to me. Uh, it, it's a gray hawk with the, as two words, um, gray spelled with an A. It is a hawk. It's a bird in the southern United States. Um, but I wanted to make sure that I could use the title, like that I could have Gray Hawk of Terrapin. So I went and looked up Gray Hawk. And two, first I looked up Gray Hawk of Terrapin. And this was uh, this is a huge long evolution of the title. Um, I think into so it, with my agent, it started off as the secret tongue which sounds kind of, you know, I don't know. As I'm thinking about it, I'm going, you know, at the time it was sort of keeping me on track. You know, it's about secrets, it's about secret language. Um, and, but there's, you know, tongue is a bit gross, so it makes sense. But anyways, my agent suggested something, and, uh, you know, we came up with mool and, you know, mool and, and something. Mool and the secret something or other, and yeah. And it wasn't, uh, in retrospect, and two, I like, I, I love the title now. That's the one thing I like about the book. No, I like a lot of things. So I looked up Terrapin as well, just to see if anybody had had a fantasy world called Terrapin. And that was tragically important. It's like, you know, I was, you know, I was, I was like, okay, it, no, it's somebody out there, right? It's obvious. It's such a, it's perfect. Um, and thankfully, thankfully, you know, at least into, I'm willing to, sh can I say that? I'm not willing to share it, <laughs> but I'm, I'm willing to share it in the sense of if somebody else out there is using it, you know, obviously I'm, you know, I don't care. This cr cross promotion, right? And I'm hoping that the author of the Greyhawk book, um, you know, this, you know, first nations character, you know, I'm hoping that 
as well, you know, they look at it. There are books called Terrapin, things about Terrapin, but it's, they're not, uh, they don't have a fantasy world called Terrapin. Anyway, so this was, this is just to say that, you know, the process of getting out there and making sure that there's not this, um, plagiarism, right? Or, you know, that's, you know, you're not getting sued for something or having to throw the whole thing out the window. So that there's this preparation, this quality of preparation. Raheem, uh, the, my publisher, he probably was, he probably did a check or say when he was getting the ISBN number, you know, probably there was this check to see, uh, whether the title had already been taken. <laughs> and to, you know, I was really, I was so, um, if, if, you know, if you have to, of course, if you have to change the title, but it, it was just, for me, it was, that was it. I had found it and it was important to me in both senses because Greyhawk was Dungeons and Dragons with my childhood friends. And then Terrapin was from uh, the Grateful Dead album, which, um, you know, I have okay memories, you know, and, and the song, Terrapin Station. But there's this important stuff going on there for me. Uh, let's see. So in, in the class that, the legal class I was taking at BCIT, uh, one part of it was... Uh, talking about copyright and the, this, this, this sort of voodoo, the sort of, you know, weird um, stuff about copyright. Because there's, there's so much concern about it. And too, I have been there. And, and now I'm at this place where, especially after I took that class, I, and I didn't really sink into the, you know, here's a lawyer, right, who's telling me that this is, you know, <laughs> this is the way it is. As soon as you put the intellectual property uh, to paper, uh, that's the copyright. And and two, I'm speaking. You know, I'm in Canada, so go ahead and double check that. But my understanding is, you know, that that's that's what is um, is it prime prime primacy. But anyways, it's it's that's what's the most important thing, and so. I remember too. What was it? Mailing the document to yourself, that you know, that you know, that it would have the stamp on it with the date, right? And it wouldn't have been opened. And um, you know, yeah, it, it's you know, all of that stuff is great. There's associations where you can, you know, put your stuff, and you know, sure, whatever. But legally, it's when you put your, you know. When you print it out, when you're on the word processor saving it, you know that's that's the copyright. Um, yeah, feel free to put copyright blah blah blah. But um, that was it, it. Was a slow relief, right? Because I, <laughs> because you know the fear is just there. Of, you know, it's like you know somebody's going to steal my stuff, and how do I protect my stuff? And um, yeah, and and. Here's me thinking about it. I, I've talked about this before uh, on the podcast that it, it, it's sort of a waste of time 
um, I've described sitting down with Lord of the Rings and trying to do my Lord of the Rings, and it didn't turn out like Lord of the Rings, right? I did a terrible job imitating Lord of the Rings. You know, nobody, nobody's going to see Lord of the Rings. And um, my Narnia sort of adventure, same thing. You know, I sat down with the text and I started, you know, just changing all of the words, and then it just turned into something else. Like, it was like, you know, well, this is this is really interesting, and now I'm going to go off and I'm going to write my own thing. Forget C.S. Lewis. And, um, what is it? Uh, th that's a bit of a segue from somebody taking your stuff, and the most blatant would be, they take your stuff, change the name, like, say, maybe they change the title, uh, they change the, so they change the title, they change the author's name, some other stuff, main characters' names. If you want a good example, uh, a silly, fun example, slightly strange, uh, it's uh, uh, Broncos, uh, the movie. Oh, what is it called? Something Broncos. I'll see if I can look it up while, um, while talking. And in, in that movie, they have a sci-fi writer, a young sci-fi writer, whose work gets plagiarized by their creative writing teacher, and, um, let's see, um, Broncos, uh, it, it, say it's, it's sort of, you know, all of our worst fears, and, and yet it's, it's, oh, I know, it's Gentleman Broncos, you know, the search engine even hasn't even, you know, <laughs> still catching up with me. Yeah, forget it. It's it's I know what it is. Yeah. So it's it's Gentleman Broncos and um it's fun. It's fun, it's strange. Um oh, Sam actor uh he does dancing. Um he's wonderful in it. And but it's it's like say parody and and silly, but I can recommend it just for sort of a light-hearted approach. Um, yeah, we're still recording halfway. Okay, good. Um, so yeah, so I, I left with that copyright class with, with a growing, uh, confidence and, and, and with that also is, is just sort of, um, you know, that also to looking at the people who, who do this occasionally and, um, that they're ripping off somebody else's stuff, you know, it's, it's it's sort of looking at you know the the person who's going to do that, who's going to claim it's theirs or maybe say release it, um, or even say the PDF you know these three PDF people, uh, or you know whatever you know it's, you know it's probably some you know shady uh, Russian uh, mafia kind of stuff, you know ah oh, we can make some we can make some money off of uh, you know American fool uh, yeah you know. It's, uh, <laughs> on that note, uh, yeah, so I'm thinking of those individuals, and if they're serious, it's, this, it's a very stupid move, and, and I look at it as desperate, that there's something else going on, they're so desperate that they're willing to, um, risk everything, but also, it's not a good risk, because, you know, stuff like that catches up, right, eventually, 
even in legacy, like say, do you really want, and, and, and it just, for me, that just comes down to money, right? That it was just make a sale, get ahead. Don't, I don't care, you know, about, you know, bumping off somebody. It's immediate. It's sort of like a, an impulse purchase. And then they end up on the other side of it, uh, where the industry and fandom find out about this. And this was just last year where, you know, somebody got found out, you know, the career's over. Um, sure, yeah, they can, you know, they can have a pen name, right? But it's, it's sort of, say, the, the paper trail, you know, and how long until somebody catches up and, and figures it out. Um, it is really impulsive. It's impulsive and temporary and doomed. Um, even if it turns up in your legacy, right? <laughs> Why? Why bother? And then, okay, my big beef is doing that versus doing your own stuff. I'm just imagining now, say, a writer who is not a writer, right? You know, they want to be a writer. And what they do is they just go around. This is actually kind of a short story. It could be could be a whole movie. But then they go around and then they, they, they find stuff. And um, I'm, I'm trying to think of what would really wreck this. I think it would have to be something that becomes so popular, right? But say people, you know, it, it's doomed. People are going to, you know, find out and that that's the climax if it's a tragedy. Yeah. Well, why not why not do your own stuff? Like why not write your own stuff and it's it's sort of a loss and um the 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 flip side would be ghostwriting which you know which is you know somebody else is doing the hard work um under under the guidance or the um you know saying you know okay well this is the outline go write a book here's some money uh which you know this is nothing new you know rodin right did the same thing and you know it, and two there there was no really ghosting of they were students um is that right i might be, get in trouble for that anyways it wasn't hidden and I understand the purpose of hiding in ghostwriting. Like, you don't credit the original, the actual writer. You credit the, you know, the figurehead, the, the brand, right? So, and two, somebody's getting paid for their work. Uh, and, you know, in, in a perfect world, you know, they're going to improve and, and uh, yeah, you know, make some bucks. Pay the bills, and have a great time. <laughs> sure, Moss, sure. Uh, I'm scared now. Everything you've talked about, all these 300 episodes, right? It's totally turned me off of publishing. We'll keep writing, because that's where the joy is. Okay, so... Yeah, so these people, they're not writing... They're not writing their own stuff for whatever reason. Um, and and that's, that's where it is. It's not about the publishing... And I sort of look at those individuals who are who are you know you know making this big mistake, um, maybe making some money, uh, you know. People, yeah, sure, okay, some fame, sure, with this clock counting down and bullet sweats and you know, uh, okay, gotta change my pen name. 
<laughs> have to leave internet town and uh, uh, set up shop in some other, you know, dim-witted uh, uh, alternate universe. Oh, that you know, that was kind of tragic and terrible to say. But but the 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 beauty of it is is that yeah, and two that you don't get to enjoy somebody saying you know I read your stuff. Do you get to enjoy that? I don't know if I've exactly enjoyed that. But but the awareness of it that that people are viewing it that way into it's a slow process of, of, yeah, you know Patrick Patrick Bolivar saying to me, you know it's happened that I it's it's nuts I require somebody else telling me that it's happened, um, and still I'm sort of like hmm I'm not sure did it happen the way I wanted it to happen. Right. Okay. So enough of these people who are, you know, ripping off, you know, the uh, intellectual uh, property. Boom. As soon as you do the thing, it's yours. End of story. I don't, you know, I don't want any contact, email, questions. You can go ahead. This this feels like um, uh, on Twitter. Uh, I think it's Jonas now. Jonas, Johannes, Steger. And a while back, he had people asking him questions, you know, sort of mentorship on uh, LGBTQ+. And he got irritated and said, look, I'm not gaypedia. And then um, uh, just recently, he mentioned uh, on Twitter that uh, he said, okay, okay, uh, you know, I guess I'm the gay whisperer. Because he had some, uh, some friends asking about the difference between, or, or that he had to educate about the difference between gender and sexuality, that, that they're not the same thing. And even I, I was like, it was, for me, it was a reminder. I took at least one anthropology class in that, actually, anthropology of sexuality. And what was my point? <laughs> Just that, that we had come full circle, right? And, and Johannes had said, you know, I'm not this. And then I asked him, you know, after he said gay whisper, I said, oh, so gaypedia is back on? You know, is, is it okay now <laughs> to, to hype it? You know, just to sort of, you know, let people know that uh, they, can, they can ask their questions now? And, and two, yeah, joking. Okay, so I don't mind being asked, but I only have one answer, right, as far as legality. You know, it's yours. It, legally, it is yours. Uh, unless you you know, via a contract agreement, sign your rights away. Illustrations are the same. And it's this weird two-tier system of, you know, the, yeah, you know, the, it's sort of like there's two rights. And, and you can um, you can hand over for a while the, the rights for somebody else to use the image, but that it reverts back to you, that it's yours, unless you give away the complete rights. Uh, to the illustration, it ceases to become yours, and it's the property of somebody else's. So it's it's your property until right you make that decision, and then of course keeping in mind the two tier um, system. Okay, have I destroyed? No, no, we got a bit of time. Um, right. So uh, now talking about these three places. And if you've got stuff, it's probably out there on PDF. And yeah, if you if you've published stuff, self-published, um, 
I don't think that they're really... <laughs> I don't think they're really concerned, which says something about how critical I am of my own stuff. It's so strange, because this book I'm so critical of, but what I'm working on now, you know, I'm having a great time, and it's just this wonderful car crash. Uh, Moss, car crashes are not wonderful. This one is... This one is. It's all soft, and everything is lovely. Um, right, so these three PDF places... I have to say, too, that I have gone to these places, and I have got things more so early on, and in the final days of file transfer sharing, um, places torrent, right? <laughs> in, the in, the, in the last days of torrent, um, the, the age of torrents, uh, yeah, I, I was getting a bunch of stuff, and, you know, the, you know, the laws... We were in that kind of gray territory, being told the laws are changing, and I, so you know, so I was getting a, a bunch of stuff. I downloaded uh, some fiction, um, and the the sad thing about it is that, uh, like, say some of it I'm using, and then uh, some of it I'm not. Um, most of it is older stuff, copyright-wise, but, but really it's, you know, it's in the realm of, of the people who own it. Um, so, say, it would be easier, you know, easier? Hi, uh, hypocritical, hypocritical, hypocritical? Uh, it'd be hypocritical to point the finger and say, oh, well, you know, you can't do that, but I've done it. Um, so there's that perspective. And say that I understand and on one hand, as far as culture goes, I really appreciated that moment when there was this sharing of culture, and and yet there's this question of, you know, well, attaching a dollar sign to it. <clears throat> for those three places, I'm not getting, I'm not getting paid for them, but they're advertising my work. Somebody will be going along, seeing you know that they could get this potentially for free for seeing um, you know advertisements or something like that. You know, going to the site alone and being hit with these advertisements. Um, <laughs> it's like this. It's like the, the the black market, right? You know, the deep web, right? It's, well, come on, it's always been the deep web. <clears throat> um, yeah, questionable sites, right? Websites. Do you remember web rings? If if you're new, if you're new to the internet, check out web rings. You know, <laughs> see, it was so good at the time. It made so much sense. You know, and we have things that are sort of similar. But uh, yeah, let's bring web rings back. You know, they're really they never left. But I, I just I remember them and going, you know, wow, yeah, it's over, really, isn't it? Whatever, Grandpa. Um, okay, so what to do about these guys? The most vicious uh, example of, of what to do is, I still remember Harlan Ellison in, um, it, it was a rant, right? Forget about interviews, he just gave rants. That's not true. But anyways, I saw where he's talking about um, 
file transfer sharing and torrents and he he just says that you know anytime he comes across that like he's actually looking and uh so he's there right he and he was at the internet at the beginning you know as as we were but um not in the same way um <laughs> anyways uh yeah so Harlan Ellison tracks tracks them down and sues them right he he you know finds out you know if you can, right, you know, and, you know, it is possible, uh, to a degree, right, um, anyway, so he actually tracks down these people who've been, uh, torrent and FTP, and, um, F FTP is more, say, you know, um, no, no, I'm not going to go there, you can look it up if you want, <clears throat> uh, Moss, you've corrupted the youth of the internet. Talking about FTP. Um, there's worse things. Violence. You know, let's focus on violence. Forget about everything else. Let's uh, let's make violence hyper-illegal. You know, if you're violent, you know, you just, you know, the wall just falls on you and, you know, we, we really look at your, your mental health. We really take care of you, you know. And, uh, <laughs> and I think of re-education camps for violent people, you know. And I, the sad thing is, I think most people would be on board, you know. And they're going, "How violent were they?" You know, they're not. We're not talking about slapping someone, we're t you know, or you know, you know, punching someone. Where you know, isn't that isn't that terrible? But at the same time, right? Violence, violence is the is epidemic. Violence is the worst. It's and two, you know, it's from mental, uh, you know, illness, and it promotes mental illness. We have we send people out, you know, to be violent, uh, and then they come back and they're just, you know, damaged. You know, and then of course, you know, the violence um, at home, the violence in the streets, and um, let's let's take care of these. Like, you know, here's me talking, you know, <laughs> we are. But it's just got to have that push. All right, so that was a segue. How does that connect to everything? The, just the sort of priorities of legality and, and, and what are important. And, you know, oh, you know, oh, nudity, genitalia, you know, we've got to blur that. We've got to bleep that. No, it's violence, right? You know, priorities, come on, let's get to the priorities. And, you know, let's move... Um, Forget about moving forward, you know, let's just, you know, do and just, you know, call it when there's violence, right, you know, and just say, look, that's, that's a disease, that's sick, you know, that, you know, it's, it's in our best interest to help those people, these people, ourselves. Wow, I'm a bit ranty right now. It must have been Harlan, <laughs> Harlan Ellison. Um, if you haven't read The Glass Teat, I recommend picking it up. And two, it's it's radical, wonderful. Um, I'm glad that I read that and not just his fiction. And I'm sure his fiction is, you know, connected, of course. But, you know, this is just, you know, wonderful late 1960s. Um, speaking truth to power. Okay. M okay, moving on. So we've got these three PDF um, things popping up. Um my take on it when I saw it was, you know, 
no way. And two, these didn't exist before, so this has just happened. Um, you know, I don't really believe this. And so, Raheem, don't listen to this. This is just, you know, that part of the brain that is going, you know, is this my publisher doing this? Is this some weird sort of, you know, um, advertising campaign? Or does somebody like the book enough? And two, that's a weird thing that sort of how I'm looking at it goes going, somebody likes it enough to put it on there? Or they think that they're going to get some, you know, click from it, right? Clickbait that somebody's going to, you know, ooh, that looks interesting. Look, Green Lion and Greyhawk Terrapin. Well, that's a nice jazzy, jazzy name there. What's it about? You know, and... Um, the, okay, bear with me. This could actually lead to a sale. This could actually lead to a, a paperback copy. Um, you know, and I'm sort of like going, please, please, like, you know, let Raheem's suggestion of hardback copy, that would be hilarious, right? Moss, what's the secret of your success? Um, <laughs> you know, those sites, right? Those sites that are, you know, digital sharing. Oh, you mean piracy, right? Yeah, yeah. What's the secret of your success, right? I love pirates, right? That's not true. I don't love pirates. But, you know, I'm not minding this. I'm sort of seeing it. Um, and I know for sure that somebody else, or probably me, you know, 80, 90 years old, right? You know, wrath of God, right? You know? <laughs> Parting the Red Sea or something like that. Just, you know. Um, you know, yeah. I want my money. Yeah, well, we'll see. Yeah. Um, but th strange things happen, too, because, say, you know, the, me in my 20s versus me now, um, <laughs> don't, <laughs> part of me is saying, there's not much difference, really. I was like, yeah, come on. How about the gray hair? Doesn't that count? Uh, I, I hope you can hear my kind of excitement in my voice about this. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm tickled. Weird. It's weird. You know, I, I, I just got, I just got blocked by, um, you know, um, somebody who, you know, another writer who, you know, I'm, I'm, I want the best for, and I'm, I'm hoping and wishing, and because they've had a, a tough time and they're figuring it out, and I guess this is just say me saying, you know, hey, you know, keep going, you know, yes, block me if it helps, block me, right? But you're awesome and keep going, and then the other thing is, is this. Uh, is this piracy, right? Greyhawk of Terrapin has been pirated, right? There's Greyhawk pirates out there. I love it. Um, I don't know if Raheem Brooks or Prodigy Gold and Prodigy Gold books, that if they'll like it, right? And I, I'm curious, right? You know, you know, will, will Raheem go on the warpath and, uh, you, know, you know, resurrect his lawyer and, you know, start suing? And too, I'm guessing, you know, you know, this is, these are probably, who knows, you know, yeah, sure, it could be the Russian mafia, but it also could be just, you know, some, some guy in Vancouver, or some, some woman in, um, uh, China, uh, you know, it, it could be, who, who knows it, who it is, it'd be so funny, like, if I actually got to meet them and I knew them, right, if it was, like, one of my childhood friends or something, right, that they've been profiting, <laughs> profiting off of my misery, and that, um, 
but the, but that you know it's sort of like maybe even you know emailing me and letting me know you know he 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 it's me um right so this is a completely different way of looking at it and so there's that i don't think that self publishers would be as open to this way of looking at it i think uh, because say that they've dumped so much time into it and um, I have put time into promotion, but I haven't put time into the um, conception past the manuscript, right? I, I was involved, but um, there's something different that is, is going on. Uh, it, it, and it, it sort of feels like I'm off the hook in one sense. Uh, I'm not responsible. <laughs> Uh, in one sense, in one sense. In another sense, I'm very responsible. And, you know, the burden is on us, is on me. Um, let's see. Into, we're moving into final, final, the final, we're, you know, it's either the climax or we're approaching the climax. And the denouement. Uh, is, there, is there ways to protect... Really, this is nothing new. Uh, you know, this happening in the digital format, this happening on the internet, this is nothing new. Uh, you know, stuff has always been copied. One example, um, Lord of the Rings, it, it was published in the UK, it was doing well, and then uh, a publisher in the United States. And two, it, you know, I was like, really? It, you know, it, in my mind, it didn't seem like a shady publisher, they just saw an opportunity, and so, but that's of course shadiness, right? Anyways, if you look it up, the American publisher for the first, you know, print in the, uh, in the first edition, whatever, in the United States, that you know, Tolkien got no money, nothing. But what he did get was this growing awareness, this um, this advertising. So you could argue, right? Uh, perhaps there was some suing that went on. I don't know about that at that point. That's something to look up. I am into, you know, publishing history and especially, you know, failures and successes. Um, and to, I, I look at that, right, uh, you know, because the copyright was in the UK, you know, not in the United States. Um, so that's something to point out too, right? If you've only got copyright in, in your country, uh, look out. Also, too, things might have changed, right? You know, that there's these agreements between, for example, United States and Canada, quite close, probably English-speaking countries. But there are those countries that are, you know, off the map, where, you know, they'll, they'll get everything. You know, it's, it's not, uh, it's sort of like, say, movies, right? You know, there's those sites in those countries, uh, you know, those countries that aren't our own, um, although you might be there. I'd be flattered if you were from one of those countries listening to this. Um, yeah, so, you know, I'm not doing anything about these three PDF places, uh, ex except to talk about it, to sort of voice, hear my own mind about it, talk about copyright, and, and communicate to you that you have the intellectual property. And if somebody is has taken your work, is using your work, especially in your country, right, your, where you live, and um, that, that it is a crime, you know, unless you're living on 
the moon or something, you know, some some place that it, you know doesn't have the legislation, doesn't have the the um, copyright protection, intellectual property protection. Uh, yes. So that's that's the big thing to communicate, and then and then the small thing to communicate is um, a thought. Is a thought. Uh, in a sense, we are in, we are a global community. In a sense, there are places that are not connected, or dictatorships like China, that you know have have their elegant uh, online firewall. The, was it the Great Firewall of China? I actually, I've told this story before. It's not really a story, but just being in a class with someone who was, who was saying that it wasn't a dictatorship, um, China, and um, and too they they freaked out, um, and uh, uh, versus you know if if you can get into dialogue, this person you know, it, they were not arguing right, they were just freaking ranting and and but I actually have had arguments with people who we go through it and I say, you know, have they elected their leader? No. Dictatorship? Okay. Um, or not. You know, how do you define, what? how do you define democracy, right? Is it, you know, you know, you have a king, but then you have a parliament. This is my great conundrum. And I don't know if I can stay in Canada, if I should stay in Canada. At this point, I, I probably can't leave all things considered, but um, I'm, I'm still s sort of stuck in the quagmire of it, right? People telling me that, you know, oh, it's fine, you know, the queen is a figurehead. It's fine. Don't worry. But, 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 okay. <laughs> oh, sorry. Okay, back on track. Um, law, okay, we're good with that and globalism that say uh, uh, moving towards this uh, body of law that is global and that say intellectual property as you know that is something that is protected globally also the internet as an expression of that globality and that say eventually that we move moving closer and closer to where um, there's this greater protection. Like, you know, I see on Twitter people using images. They're becoming more conscious. There's more of a conversation, uh, growing awareness. Even, say, f for me, sometimes I'll drop by and I'll just say, oh, who did that, right? You know, oh, did you do that? Or, you know, is that for your book or something like that? And good. Somebody says, the writer, author says, N you know, no, 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 I just found it. Uh, you know, I was looking around for a picture you know, fantasy dwarves, and I found, you know, this picture of these dwarves, and I liked it, so I'm using it to promote my book and advertise pros and cons, right? Great picture, interesting, you know. Uh, it, there's this golden opportunity to connect with the artist and, and get permission, and artists are cool. I've met artists. They're cool. There's one or two are not cool, but most of them are cool, and they'll give permission. Um, it's very much along the lines of somebody, you know, gets a hold of your book, one of these PDF places, right, and says, you know, they go get a hold of the book, and and then they want to give permission, right? They say, Moss, for example, Moss, you know, is it okay to use this book? 
right? I really like this book, and I want to use this book in some kind of context. And, um, for example, <laughs> you know, uh, my brother-in-law is really shady, and he got this book knowing that I would like it, this PDF, this pirated PDF of your, you know, of your story, and I want to bring it to my school, whatever the school is, and I want to share it with some people, these students, and, and use it in a class. Whoa! That is, you know, I'm touched, I'm moved, even though it's not happening, I'm imagining it, and I'm, you know, getting a little overclamped, and, you know, they're going to read my book, you know, and I'm going, I hope it's, you know, I hope it's clean, I hope I did an okay job, you know, it could be better. <laughs> uh, and, yeah, so they've asked permission, and I've agreed. I've said yes. I've said yes. Caveats, right? I have rules, right? You know, you know please, uh, you know, I don't mind if you're sharing this, but, um, you know, if you could somehow restrict it, you know, which is impossible. The other thing, too, is that it's, I think it would be cool just to say, go for it, right? This this is marketing and promotion, but it's also, you know, it's this cultivation and it's this love of what we're doing. And, in, you know, in the audience, I'm hearing, you know, I want money, you know, hey, money's on the way. This is an investment uh, and it's total branding, right? You know, one teacher hears about this, another teacher gets in contact, you know, oh, you can do that, you know, and yeah, just get in touch with Moss. That could be the rule. You have to get in touch with me, right? You get in touch with me, you know, and good graces go. <laughs> sort of landed at this beautiful spot. And yes, and, and we're done. Is there more to say about this? But I think that final example, it ought to help with, like if you haven't been sure about uh, illustration, art, graphics, um, use on the internet, that's a perfect analogy. And, and you might be going, well, no, you know, come on, that picture didn't take very long. Um, that's not the point, you know. And if you're using images, eventually you're going to get hit. And, you know, the Harlan Ellison example, there's a Harlan Ellison of painting out there, you know, who is looking for some money. And, you know, I hope that you don't have that money because you're going to lose that money, right? And, you know, you could even get sued without money, you know, and then something is going to happen, right? Could you go to jail for copyright infringement? You know, and how bad was that copyright infringement? And what did you use that art for? Um, music, uh, rock stars, you know, their music gets used and, and sometimes it doesn't matter, but sometimes, you know, it's some political party is using it, some fascist political party who are pro-racist, pro-rape, uh, pro, um, you know, hate. And that, you know, rock star group, whatever, musician will stand up and say no. Artists as well, they'll stand up, you know, they'll take a stand against hate. And on that, on that note, please, take a stand against hate. Uh, lots of love. Take care.